Welcome, nerds, to episode 10 of Nerd Speak. As always with me are my two uncles. Brian, how you doing? I'm here. Good evening. We're in double digits. Can you believe it? Double digits. Uncle Ted, how are you? What up, world? So you guys excited? We're finally out of the single digit numbers? It all goes up. Didn't think we'd see this day. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a great week. Uh, So we'll start every week like we do with uh, our versus questions. Uh, This week is, uh, I think, one of my favorite weeks, Uh, one of our favorite questions that we've had to deal with, Um, because as you know, many superheroes in the different universes that we follow have what they can call a rogues gallery, and so it can be kind of hard to decipher an actual arch enemy. Uh, So this week, uh, given the nature of the uh, homecoming trailer that got dropped this week, we're going to tackle Spider-Man's gallery. Um, so, Ted. Yes, sir. Uh, who would you like to ask Brian about? Well, let's establish what we're asking. What, what, why are we asking this question? Why are we asking the question? What's, what's the answer we're looking for? Right, we're trying to figure out who we would consider to be Spider-Man's arch nemesis. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pose to each other two of Spider-Man's villains that we, we've kind of boil down to the, the cream of the crop, the top six. And then we're going to, like, bracket these off, and, and of the three that we each pick individually, put those against one another, until we come up with that one true definitive arch nemesis. Yeah, because I feel like with Batman, who has arguably... Joker. But he also has arguably one of the greatest rogues galleries. Arguably, but... it's but very... But it's very clear that Joker is his main Yeah, bad like guy. if you said, who's Joker's main bad, bad guy? Yeah, Bat- Batman's. Bat- who's Batman's main Joker. Batman? Joker. Exactly. But it can be a little harder to decipher with villain or with heroes like Flash or, sure. like we said, Spider-Man this week. All right. So, Brian, I'm going to give you Doc Ock versus Green Goblin. Two of, let's say, older guys mm-hmm. that uh, is out there. And are out there. Uh, that are out there, excuse me. And that I think definitely is an interesting pairing because um, they're kind of more father figures to him. Right. So we get, you know, of the two, if I had to pick who my, like, fan favorite is, yeah, I think I'm going to go Doc Ock. Um, if I were to pick the one that I think is a more definitive, you know, who's his arch nemesis, I would have to go with Goblin. He seems to, you know, be that kind of one that was there in the beginning, his first, you know, big, you know, uh, battle and and person and, and villain that he had to deal with um and has been there all along over and over again reincarnated keeps coming back um i think doc ock is a little more interesting uh, of a villain but if i had to pick one of the two for what we're looking for here i'm gonna go green goblin all right i can buy that i mean he he definitely gets a larger role in the Marvel Universe, I think Doc Ock is more Spidey-specific, but I would have to say, as far as a n- arch-nemesis, i got to agree with that, Green Goblin. So, so Brennan, to you, I'm going to pose Carnage versus Venom. Uh, as even much... though they're pretty much the same okay. thing, right? <laughs> I mean, really, Carnage is just a red Venom. Ugh. I mean, come on. Right? I'm sorry for all of you that are probably just... <laughs> 
rocking your uh, computer or cell phone with your fist right now. Uh, we did get into a little bit of an argument on, outside of that before the podcast, but I think, I mean, as much as I do, I think kind of taking where Brian went, I like Carnage more as a vi- or as a uh, as a villain, but as a, or to the question that we're actually posing, I think Venom would have to be, and I I would think personally that Venom is his arch enemy. Yeah, like both Ock and Carnage are more interesting. Yeah. But not as much of a constantly after Spidey. In forefront, thing. yeah. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I think, I mean, easy way to put that, yes, Venom. I like Carnage more as a villain. But Venom is more of a arch nemesis to Spider-Man than... Than Carnage is, yeah, Carnage. definitely. Given the, like, the actual ties between him and Eddie, like, Peter Parker and Eddie Brock. Right. Because I think that's like what really gets down to it is... You have to look at it as Peter Parker and Spider-Man, not Peter Parker or Spider-Man. And it's like with Green Goblin, you have the Peter Parker interaction with Harry Osborn and him still being villainous in that role. Or Norman, excuse me. Uh, And then you have Green Goblin versus Spider-Man. So it's like Green Goblin encapsulates in in and outside of the costume. And same thing with Venom. Eddie Brock and... Doesn't Carnage come in somewhere and kind of play the hero role a little no, bit? Venom no, Venom does. does. Venom does? Okay. Yeah. I can't remember for sure. All right. Venom just spent time with uh, Carnage the Carnage was Guardians. a psychopath that got infected and gotcha. continued to be so. Yep. All right. Lay it on me, buddy. All right, Ted. Uh, I'm going to go Lizard versus Vulture. To me, Vulture almost seems like a serviceable bad guy. Like, almost want to say a bad guy of the week type. Whereas Lizard, I think, has a bigger impact on Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. I mean, he's definitely more of a mentor, especially... In and out of the costume. In and out of the costume. And, you know, it's almost another way of looking at Doc Ock. I mean, they kind of both are that mentor, like, academically mentors, Uh, you know? Yeah. Like, so... They're both teachers in, to Peter Parker, but then bad guys to Spidey. Right, yeah. And more, I mean, like, yeah, Octavius, but, I mean, I don't know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress that as hard as I would, like, Doc Connors. Right. Yeah. Like, Doc Connors would be a mentor. Octavius would just be something that Peter learned from. Right. And I think with Connors, you also, you got a guy who's just trying to better himself. Well, you got a Jekyll Hyde. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I think that's a, a good difference between him and Doc Ock, um, but Vulture to me he like I'm surprised he's going to be the big guy or the main villain in Homecoming. Really? Um, well, Vulture's yeah. always to me has been like that guy that's like is at the beginning of a comic or the beginning of a movie that Spidey's just finishing business up with before he gets into the big one. That's yeah. That's how they started you know? Spider Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, to me, he, you know. He doesn't seem like that much of an opposable threat to me, but and I, and I don't know I don't know the history of him all that much. I mean, so besides missing out on Larry David being cast in the never <laughs> the Raimi four that we'll never get, but yeah, I just I don't know. Is that real? They wanted to cast Larry David as Vulture. Yeah, get yeah. the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we boiled it down. We have Green Goblin. 
Venom, Venom, and Lizard. Lizard. Um, between the three, I think we instantly have to throw. I think between the three of them, Lizard is probably third, as far as being like the arch nemesis. Yeah. yeah. So to me, I think it's going to come down to Venom versus Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. My vote. My vote's going to be for Green Goblin. I'm going to say Green Goblin. I'm going to go against you too, and I'm going to say Venom. Well, I mean, and that almost correlates with a. New school, old school Spider-Man, right? Newer school Spider-Man, your generation growing Spider-Man, you were you were Venom in your forefront that's the whole true. way. That's true, yeah, because right? you guys didn't have Venom growing up. Yeah, we didn't have Venom until, what, 80, late 80s? Late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, somewhere in there. So, you know, you know, professors that what we would have grown up with and seen, we would associate more with Green Goblin. That makes sense. And it's kind of weird how so often that all these villains are somehow related to Spider-Man both in his personal life and their yeah. personal lives right? Yeah. and then as bad guys. I think that goes back to some sort of comic code where yeah. <laughs> the big reveal. So, But I, for me, and I, I, I think that... 1984. The, the, the role... 84. 84 is when Venom showed up. Yep. I think to me that's why I give it to Green Goblin also is because the role of Norman Osborn seems to play a bigger role in Peter Parker, Parker's life rather than... Eddie Brock in Peter Parker's life. Well, there's a bigger so. story there. It brings us also, you know, Hobgoblin and Harry, you know, and Harry and and the reincarnation of the Goblin and yeah. all sorts of good stuff. It just so. seems like the Osborns interact more with Peter's family. Okay, so so, so we win, you lose. Well, we'll see. I mean, unless you can come up with something to convince me otherwise. Uh, I mean, I just think like because what I what I see in Green Goblin is that he's more. I feel like Harry or uh, Norman. Is more the villain in Green Goblin than with the way that he interacts with Peter, whereas I feel like Venom is Spider-Man's. Well, the one <laughs> thing about Venom is that he does kind of he he is kind of the anti-Spider-Man. Right. He, he was with Peter for a while. Yeah. The same and, and and it's genderless. Yeah, and takes well, it's literally. The negative of the, yeah, it, it, yes. it, it, he's, he's taken on the dark side of Peter that Peter then has to battle later on. Essentially, is his 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 dark self. Yeah, well, and and it's so, not necessarily so, even like Peter. It's Spider Man. Like Spider Man's battling that darkness of himself. Right, and yeah. so it's 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 a little more highbrow villain than maybe. And that's why I say. I mean, I, I guess I am just more. I'll high sit brow. on the fence, and we I'm more highbrow than both of you, and we can all agree there. Well, it's pretty obvious to me that you're wrong. So I just, uh, don't uh, we got two votes for Green Goblin. We got one for Venom. So feel free to chime in. We'll put you can this, hit uh, us up on Twitter at the hashtag Nerd Versus with your answer if you'd like. And we'll put this question up on uh, Facebook as well, and uh, so we can get to interaction with that. Uh, Brian, I got a question for you. Yeah, man. What was the last movie you saw? All right, so if I gotta go true last movie, being what I fell asleep to last night, <laughs> was Ant Man again? Was not Ant Man. It's it, I saw it. Star Trek. And I decided not to watch it. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <coughs> oh no. man, what a heaping pile of shit! It <laughs> was a great movie. That's a movie my dad would love. Ugh. You know, that book was yeah. so good, so good. And then that movie just was a dumpster fire. So did you have yeah. to pick up the mess in the morning? Yeah. From no. leaving it, leaving your TV on all night. No. Uh, it was. It was. It was a good. It was. It was a cool movie. But uh, the one last one we saw in the movie theater was last week was uh, Fantastic, uh, Fantastic Beasts, um, the Harry Potter, and where to find them. And where to find them. 
So you haven't seen that yet, have you, Brennan? I still haven't. I'm waiting to take my grandmother after she called me out on the Thanksgiving episode. So. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's a uh, better hurry. I kind of like trying. I kind of liked it. I liked. Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, <coughs> as Harry Potter, you know, as as I don't want to say good as the Harry Potter movies. It, just, it had its I've own kind it of thing. Was, I, yeah, I was gonna say I've heard it was I better than. I straight up enjoyed it more than I did the Harry Potter movies. Well, in it, any of the eight, I'm playing around with the the notion that the that uh, our main character is you know is autistic. Yeah. And, and when you start thinking of it that way, he plays that character really, really well. Yeah. I mean, some That's people talk about him being a little quiet, can't quite understand him, he mumbles a lot, blah, 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 but I think he, I think he's actually a character that's dealing with autism and has, you know, obsession about the beasts and, mm-hmm. and how to take care of them and, 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 uh, and, and relates to them, <laughs> ultimately relates to them better than he does humans. So I think that there's an underlying tone of... of Autism, Autism. wow. (laughs) That just got real, real quick. Yeah, it did. Because in it. (sighs) Alright, we'll we'll have to talk about it when he's not in the room. (laughs) Going along with that thought, there's something else I would think that that applies to. So. Someone else or something else? I don't know. To me, (laughs) I enjoyed this movie more because it was more about the magic and the world rather than, like, with the Harry Potter movies, it was about the school and the little kids and... Right. For, like, two movies. For, like, five or six. I mean, it's like, we get it, go to school. I'm a little disappointed that you're... (laughs) Your assertion in those movies as opposed to what Brian just came up with, like, that, I feel like, is super... That's naive, Ted. Nah. No, yeah, right. I feel like a lot <laughs> flew over your head, apparently. Speaking of Harry and Potter... Me, well, and hold on, too, because have you guys read any of the books? I've no. read all but this one. and the, the Well, the, this one wasn't really like a yeah. book, but The Cursed Child. Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that yet. Okay. All right. I was just wondering if that had any factor in it. Maybe if... The uh, books were way better. Well, duh. That'll always be true. Yeah. Um, she did a really good job in the books of... Of letting your imagination fill in the gaps and yeah, well, and the beauty of it, the, honestly, the was world. it grew like with me. Yeah. Like I, you well, know, literally, they came out like when I was the kid's age, and we all grew up together, basically. Speaking of Harry Potter, did you see what what was announced uh, this week? Oh, what's that? They've found a new spider. Oh they yeah, named after the Sorting the Hat. Sorting hat. I did see that. It that looks like the Sorting Hat. Wait, is this a spider terrifying. in Johnson County? Hmm. Uh, was, is that no. where it was? They, I, I just saw a headline this week that they found a new a new species of spider in Johnson County, Indiana. Well, really? I don't know. I don't know. I, I did not get that far into the article. Um, There's going to be doing some research today for some things, so I'll have to look into that. I'll get back to you during the TV segment. Uh, Brennan, what uh, what's the latest movie you saw? Uh, so last night, as I went to bed, I watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But with nice. the James Gunn commentary, oh, cool. have you done that before? I hadn't, and yeah. so generally I like to listen to like podcasts or have something interesting, talking wise so that I don't have to want to watch. Thing, yeah. uh, especially with a movie like Guardians, because I would stay up all night and watch the damn movie. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting going along the movie and hearing him talk about things, and uh, and the fact I mean, like he knew he knew who Star Lord's dad was while making Guardians One. And he made that very clear, like, in the commentary. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Is he the only one doing the commentary? Yeah, it's just him. Just him? Yeah. Hmm. 
and it's really cool. And I find him to be super interesting. He's like, it's a pretty entertaining. One, chat. Yeah, he's like one of like two directors I follow on social media. And he's got a new flick that he produced, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Belco, the, uh, the Belco experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rooker's in it with him. Yeah, yeah, definitely looks interesting. <coughs> It's looking like this spider was probably found in India. The Harry Potter story. The Harry Potter spider. Okay. Uh, Ted, what about you? Uh, me and the lovely wife, we scored passes last night to go see La La Land up at the Fancy Arts Theater in Keystone. And it is quite lovely fucking movie. Really? I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um... I think I'm not gonna say the theater had an audio problem, but we were only getting the center channel coming like from the screen. We weren't getting the surround, so the the opening big number that's supposed to happen was just a little, yeah. Um, but but you think that was the audio fault, not the right? Yeah, 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 totally. Like if if the surround sound was working, I think it would have sucked you in more a little bit more. But anyway, uh, it is a modern day musical set in L.A. and it is a modern day story. And Emma Stone and Ryan Goslin are in it together, and you know it's disgusting how much chemistry they have with each other. Oh, they were amazing and crazy, oh, stupid amazing. love. Yeah, and there are scenes where, and Brandy and I talked about this on the way home, where I'm sitting there watching it, and it's a conversation. It doesn't come across like people reciting lines or memorizing lines at all. It is... It's very Kevin Smithian? No, not even that. It is, like, straight up natural. Very natural. Okay. Like, like they're having an argument, and it's almost like you could tell, we're going to just film you guys arguing as your characters, and when you get to the point when Ryan says this line, then we know that's going to be the end of the scene or something like that. Right. But anyway... um, and I really, really... I mean, he is such a talented motherfucker that I just want to punch him in the face. Gosling? Yes, it is ridiculous. He is stupid good-looking. He can play the fucking piano, and he can dance like nobody's business. It's just like, dude, just stop, all right? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's bad enough. Hey, it sounds like you're really crushing over there. Uh, if, if I've had to get a man crush, he would be there. But I'm going to tell you that you shouldn't see this movie because... Emma Stone is just ridiculously cute. Uh, I mean, it's it's sickening. So, but yeah, we saw that last night and uh, enjoyed it very much. So very cool. I don't think it's going to get a whole lot of love. I was going to. Did it get? Is it just a limited release, or is it getting a wide release? Uh, it's limited right now, and then I think theater this weekend five? or next weekend, <laughs> it's going wider. Okay. I mean, and it it'll it'll get some play, but you know. I think it's right there. Like, I could see them getting nominations for the award season coming. Well, I up. thought they did for the Golden Globes. I thought they got a couple. She, I think she did. I don't know if he did, but yeah, this, anyway, this past weekend it grossed eight hundred eighty-one thousand on eight on like five screens in the country. So that's pretty much what it says. Yeah, five yeah. screens. I don't know how they break that down, but thirty thirty million dollar budget. Yeah, I mean they'll, they'll they'll clear their budget. But the one thing that I did think was interesting. This is written and directed by the guy who did Whiplash. With oh, J.K. Wow. Simmons and Miles Teller yeah, that, yeah. about the drummer. Really like that movie. Um, I mean, and that was such a heavy, heavy, heavy drama movie, and this is like the complete opposite. Really? I mean, it's it, it's definitely got some, you know, hard scenes, but very much like light and comedic and very fun. So, 
enjoyed it a lot. It's definitely going to be worth uh, going to see. Cool. So. Okay, good. Okay, we're going to move on to our uh, movie trailer review. And the we got a final trailer this week for Assassin's Creed, also known as Thumbs Down Fart Noise. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Some people I, are, are overly opinionated in our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> this thing looks like the biggest turd to come out of now, how can you say <laughs> Michael Fassbender? It's Fassbender. It's Fassbender. It <sighs> looks like it follows the game pretty well, from it, my understanding. It looks like it follows the game real well, and this is one of the games and, I actually uh, don't mind my son playing too much because he learns something once in a while. And you got Marion Cotillard, or however you say her name. Yeah. It, it looks good. It's 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 coming out here the twenty first, so it's uh, gonna skip the uh, battle this weekend with Star Wars, but it's uh, gonna follow up there. I uh, will go out on a limb here and say that it will not beat Star Wars in, this, in Star Wars second weekend. No, I doubt no, it. It's not going to even sniff it. I'm not even come close. So, um, but I think uh, I think it looks pretty good. I, I mean, think, it's a different kind of story. Typically, a lot of these movies that are based on video games, you know, they do tend to goof pretty. Yeah, hard. they goof pretty hard. They're not that great, but but I've always been kind of intrigued by the overall story. Of Assassin's Creed, and it, it, it as a video game, it has a lot of backstory, a yeah. lot of story to it. So, well, and it's like I was just because I started, I started playing it with your Brian's son, yeah, Grayson, and I started playing it when we were just the assassins, right? And then come to find out that there was like some technology company I mean, running it all. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so we got Jeremy Irons, you know. So I mean, what we got two uh, Academy Award. Yeah. Winners or nominees? Nominees. Three. Jeremy Irons, Marion, and yeah. Fassbender. Jeremy Irons is the only one that. Well, wait. No, Fassbender's won. Fassbender won for. Uh, he didn't win for Shame. Nope. No, I thought he won for. He got nominated. He didn't win shit. Uh, okay. Easy champ. <laughs> he won for. He won Look, for. Uh, uh, your Gosling boy hasn't won either, so. He can do no wrong. <laughs> Didn't he win from Prometheus? No. No. <laughs> Get out of here. Glorious Bastards? No. Uh, nominated, though. He's been nominated a good couple, couple of times. Couple times. He's a good actor. Oh, I'm not doubting that. Nominated for two Oscars. He's an excellent actor. actor. Your, he hasn't won. What's your I'm just saying there? Jeremy Irons won and Couture, whatever damn he's name got is. Another, he's got won. another 74 wins and 131 nominations. All right, so... Assassin's Creed gonna do decent business. It's gonna get the video game crowd, but it's not gonna sniff Star Wars jock. No, no. and I think it's gonna be very difficult to do with any movie. I mean, and I think any, up a studio, Marvel, any studio in their right mind is yeah. that going into it. I mean, even putting up a Marvel movie, being that they're saying they're from the same company, Star Wars is still gonna pull out bigger numbers. Yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna be that movie they want to have out there. So when you don't, you can't get tickets to see Star Wars, you can go, you go see, see Assassin's Creed. So this is their mop-up movie. <laughs> it just sounds to me like people aren't playing the term mop-up movie. Mop-up yeah. movie. Um, someone puts out to soak up the people who can't buy a ticket to what they want to see. <laughs> All right, so what's your dollar figure opening weekend? For Assassin's Creed? Yes. Uh, we blew it last week. We all were in the 60s and 70s for... Uh, <laughs> you, were, you were in the 40s, champ. You were still uh, way uh, over. Okay, so... But correct me if I'm wrong... But both of you had picked off his Christmas party to win the box office. We did. We, we didn't did. think it was yeah, 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 Okay, okay. He just likes to be right. He just likes to be I picked Moana to win the box office with Office Christmas Party coming in second. And Brian, what happened? 
Moana won by a few hundred thousand dollars. Okay, all right. That thank you. I just want to make sure that it's clear. Yeah. All right. So uh, were, you know, to be fair, they were on seven hundred more screens. So you know, I think it was. A, I think it was an off weekend for movies in general last weekend. You know that we got, we had, the top three movies totaled to less than half of what Doctor Strange did the first weekend. Wow. So it was a really down. You know, it was like forty thousand or forty million dollars total for the top three. Yeah. Um, combined, so that's no. Everybody's a, out shopping. Yeah, it's a big shopping weekend. It's a it's an off weekend. For okay, me. so give me a number for Assassin's Creed, Brendan. Ooh, I'm gonna say. So let's see. This one did 18 million. I'm gonna say. Remember, you're gonna have Star Wars. I know. I'm gonna say it's gonna do at least 15 million. 15 million. From I'm gonna there. go with a theory that. All the video game kids will be getting out of school that weekend. Yeah. For Christmas break. And they're going to hightail it to see one of the two movies. They're going to see something. Yeah. Because they're there and their parents have already driven them there and they've got to go. So I'm going to go 30. 30 million. I really think it's going to be about 23, but. I just. Uh, you're, you're saying 30, and we're doing prices right. So if you go over, you're out. Then I'll say 23. Mm. We, we didn't claim Price is Right rules before. So. <laughs> Come on. That's, you're guessing I thought closest, so. No. No, that's not how that works. Come on now. Bob Barker would be disappointed. 23. All right. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, Who's causing dead air? <laughs> I am beatboxing here. Hang on a second. Um, I just think the interesting thing that you do bring up is the younger generation and the fact that this isn't really a Star Wars story that they're interested in, I don't feel like. I'm going $13 million. And it's opening weekend. It will come in... Fourth. Oh, fuck you. There's no way. What do you think is going to beat it outside of Moana? Star well, Wars. You, well I mean, you have Star Wars and Moana. What's you have Star Wars. Movie? You have Passengers. Chris Pratt, Lawrence. You think that's going to do better than Assassin's Creed? Yes. I think so. And then you so. also have Sing. Oh, is there a new kids movie? Yeah. Sing's going to, yeah. Well, I might as well go to bed at that point. It'll be done. I'm going to change my 13 to 20. I'm going to I'm going to give it 20 mil. All right. Okay, let's talk about some other trailers. Um, obviously, the trailer that we got was the Spiderman Homecoming trailer. And let's Brendan, talk about that one. I'd say let's talk about that one last because the other two we're not so hyped for. Okay. So, so we quickly, we got a couple other new trailers to talk about. We got we got uh, the Rock Marathon going on. We got Baywatch, which released its first trailer, which looks. I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks dope. It looks like <laughs> it looks online with like Twenty One Jump Street. It does. I, it does I, I was complete disappointment and disapproval when I heard they were doing a Baywatch movie. I didn't want anything to do with it. I could barely stand the TV series. <laughs> you know, Hasselhoff has to be in a smart car to be at all appealing to me. Is that right? And when they Night announced Rider. this is coming, Night Rider. <laughs> when they announced, sorry, we had to explain a reference to Ted. <coughs> when, uh, when they announced this was coming out, I was like, "Oh God, no, we don't need to do this." But then I saw the trailer, and I watched it because Brennan said he's excited about it, and 
lo and behold, The Rock saves the day again. Uh, <laughs> that dude, that dude can do no wrong. He can yeah. do no wrong. So far. That that it looks hysterical. It I mean, looked pretty good. You got Zac Efron, and I find him to be pretty hilarious. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's pretty good. Like I in, like uh, when he turns out to be he's coming just, out of Disney Channel. First. Yeah, he, yeah. He's he's about as funny as he is uh, ripped. Jesus, yeah. You know that guy has no body fat. But this should be a pretty good pairing. I think those two guys and the and what storyline we see and the little jokes we catch on the on the trailer, I think are gonna make it well worth it. Oh, and uh, Alexandria, is that right? That's her name? Was she the one that, that runs in slow motion? Uh, no, she's the... <laughs> she she's played the his daughter in San Andreas. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is gorgeous. And I saw Pamela Anderson is listed in the credits, so... Oh, great. I she, can't wait for the cameos. She looks like a young Lake Bell. No way on yes. God's green earth are you right. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a young Linda Carter, if anything. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Yeah, I, I give you that one, yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Uh, and then we got the um, Furious, Furious Eight, Eight, which is what the fate of the Furious. Zoom zoom. I will pay to see all of these movies. I know they're terrible, so let me put that out as a disclaimer. I know they're god awful movies. The Furious but Jesus movies are Christ, just fun. are they fun? All man. except for the Tokyo Drift one. I, uh, I still that, liked that one. You can throw that one out. You had that Hulk Scion XB. Get out of here, dude! I yeah. saw that. The fist coming through. I mean, the, for the uh, cars, it's one thing, but the story the, the storyline was garbage. Yeah, yeah. The last few, the six, seven, eight, or six, five, six, seven, have been incrementally better each time. One, and two, three were care. great. Yeah, yeah, one, two were really good. I just kind of like how the the tail end of the series here is like actually following a singular storyline. Right, right. Like the first one, they're like, like, hey, looks like we're going to make a few more than what we thought. Yeah. Let's let's plan this out a bit. They're definitely having a little bit better direction. Yeah. Yeah. Third one was Tokyo. Four is where they kind of were like, oh, hey, people are actually paying to see these movies. Maybe we. This new one looks good. Give them a semblance of a storyline. We see that uh, Trio is. is, going to be the bad guy. Toretto's Toretto's gonna, gonna yeah. be the bad I, guy. That, I was going to ask that question. It seemed kind of like they shot their load in the first trailer. I mean, and that's a long oh, first on. trailer. Dude, well, it's because it's like you obviously know He's that... Like, or something. Yeah, you know that it's not right. Family is everything to Dom. Yeah, he's There's not no way that he's just going to betray the family without having some overarching scheme or they've got something on him that are making him do it. And the team's got to come through because it's all yeah. about fam, son. That'll, that, that'll probably resolve itself in the first 30 minutes, and it's all going to be about getting him back or back yeah. on board. And then, but I think it's it's interesting how this movie pretty much puts it all out there in the very first trailer. Where, and this goes back oh, yeah, to the discussion like that we had. trailer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this goes back to the discussion we were having last week where you have this formula with so many other movies where you get the teaser uh-huh. and then you, you get the teaser trailer then you get the story trailer then you get this and you get that we got the money shot we, we, on this one yeah I mean this is just like here it is enjoy it's on the table all when's, 18 inches when's the release uh, next mm, summer yeah well, we got a long time until it comes out yeah. so yeah who knows maybe they only have one and only trailer that we're gonna see I could watch it 20 times yeah, it looked fun, and, and the fact that see uh, the movie <laughs> that uh, Jason um, uh, it looks like Statham teams Statham's up back. Him. Yeah, I like that he's coming back. And There's of course, gonna be a huge prison brawl with the Rock and Jason I mean, Statham. This like, is almost you know on that order of the Expendables. You know, the, yeah. where everybody gets together and and these, these big montage movies, which are just fun to watch. They're fun. They're fun as yeah. shit. It's just about going to the movie having fun. 
and it's like so, definitely like a matinee. Like I'm not gonna like go yeah. at night. I'm not gonna pay for like 3D and not all the and shit. I just want to see cars blowing up on the big screen. Yeah. So we gotta wait for Harrison Ford fun. to show up. No. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Spider-Man: Homecoming. Let's get into it. All right. We got two trailers out already. The both the international and the U.S. trailer. Yep. Correct. Bogadish. <laughs> <laughs> The one that Brian's, the international one that Brian saw was all in Russian. Yeah. <coughs> so instead of under ruse, he yells out, Bogadish! Um, Excuse me. Well, what'd you guys think? I, you know, I was pretty disappointed after the little teaser we had. Oh. Disappointed in In a very sarcasm? sarcastic tone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my sarcasm uh, turned up. No, man, this yeah, no, I think it looks good. great. I, I don't think... I think this is going to be like the Spider-Man movie. Right. Yeah, I think even you know we've seen from some of the previous Spider guys that played Spider-Man. I think they're even Garfield getting, is like jacked for it. They're it's getting like, on board. For it. Like, <laughs> God, you know they've got the right Spider-Man. This looks awesome. This is actually going to be like high school Spider-Man. It's actually yeah. going to be like a child Spider-Man. Like not quite getting New the whole York Spider-Man. You know, we're going to get the whole origin story, then jump into. You know, the, or the, the format before is like origin story for 15, 30 minutes, and then he is full-on Spider-Man battling the bad guys. Yeah. This is going to be that awkward team phase in the middle that we that we really want to see, him developing himself. Well, we already know him because of yeah, Civil, Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. Right. Well, and we all know his backstory, so we don't need it. And then I could easily sure. see them doing, you know, like a prologue in the beginning, just, you know, and So we get all this really cool, you know, fun stuff with his buddy, figuring out he's Spider-Man. You know, we know his biggest weakness, right? Yeah. Punching in the spider on his chest, his clothes fall off. His clothes fall <laughs> off, apparently. Which, like, nobody seemed to be talking about that, but yeah. it was like Brian and I, like, noticed that, like, right away. I think oh, it's yeah. a cool way to explain how he gets a suit on and off quickly. Yeah. You know, in a technological way, and, and how it fits and moves with him. I thought it was a very cool, you know, way to do it, but it seems to be, a, a you know, his, his, uh, his off button, so yeah. to speak. So, and um, uh, we'd see the... Uh, Liz Allen seems to be his love interest this time instead of Gwen or Mary Jane. Right. And we still haven't gotten, like, official, official confirmation if Zendaya is Mary Jane, Mary Jane or not, because she's technically listed as Michelle on IMDb. Right. Um, but it's also not a hyperlink, so... Right. So she could turn out to be a different kind of Mary Jane. She seems to be, like, a, you know, like a... I don't know, like a nerdy girl next door. Right. Not like the homecoming queen next well, door. Well, I think we're. I think we may get well, and, a, and a swan. Well, if you go back to the comic Ug- books, ugly duckling, you know, uh, where, uh, yeah. Well, if you go back to the comic books, he doesn't really start hitting it off with Mary Jane until a little bit later on in life, when they're a little bit older, and it gets rushed in the previous movies. Oh yeah, definitely, because so, everybody knows Mary Jane as Spider Man. So. Yeah, so I think it's good that he's that she's that they're maybe not you know that they're they're aware of each other and they're neighbors and whatever. And they're very well made been a Gwen Stacy. Uh, yeah. When they're talking about Liz and her new shirt with the skirt, there is a blonde girl that has like a black headband in, and I was like, she looks very much like Gwen Stacy. I think we'll see all that kind of stuff there. You know, they'll be laying the stage work for who's going to be coming later. But I, I was a little, I'm still a little concerned with, you know, our main villain here being Vulture. Ugh. You're crazy. I think it's going to be cool. I'm, I'm not... Michael Keaton as Michael Vulture. Keaton the Vulture is awesome because we go from Batman you, you to Birdman Bird to, yeah. <laughs> to the Vulture, which I think, you know, I don't know it's if that... Was, I don't know how much of that was calculated into hiring him. 
Just this oh, kind I'm of. Sure, that was not even on their radar. As oh, come on, come on, come on. Birdman. Yeah, let's just making the vulture. Good fight. This doesn't work fun. in irony. <laughs> but I, I am, I am somewhat against the mechanical nature of, of, like we talked about in the teaser. Yeah. Well, I think that you're he's full-on robotic cyborg. Well, type I, of thing. I think you got to remember the world that we're in. We yeah. are, we are officially in the Marvel world. Yep. And in that Marvel world, we had a bunch of aliens come down and attack New York City that left technology all over around. the place. And I think, I think the the intro of the bank robbers. Yeah, with the rhino and. Oh, no, you're Rhino. talking about that, yeah. I'm talking about the previous movie. Rhino was... No, no, no. I'm, done I'm, as I'm talking about oh, the, yeah. the trailer that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think that technology ties back into Shatari technology. Shatari. Well, yeah. And I think um, that that is also part of Vulture's technology. It gets, that makes it gets sense. him where he's at. Yeah, and kind of how Donald... Because it's been rumored... Don, I mean, Donald Glover is in the movie. Yeah, you get a quick shot of him. But uh, him being the tinkerer... And him being the one that's supplying mm, everybody. Tinker is the guy from Orange is New Black, the guy who plays her brother. Bigger guy with the beard. Is he? Yeah. Okay. He's he's supposed to be a Tinker. My okay. my big bad bold prediction for this movie is that we're gonna get our Sinister Six. You're you're gonna see him in one By way or the, the other. You think so? Well, I mean, think about all the people that are listed to be rumored to be playing bad guys. Well then here's your big And then hang on. And then Keaton actually looks at him and says, you know, I forget the exact words, but he's like, "Come on, boys, we've got the technology. Let's you know go out there." And I kind of foresee maybe him being kind of a leader of the six, and you've got so you build a rhino, you build a scorpion. That's what. Well, you got Shocker. You've got. You I mean, got he's Shocker our, and Vulture, are which is confirmed. Bokeem, Bokeem Wubin, yeah. whatever his name is, and then that other guy standing next to Donald Glover has got a some sort of uh, gun that's kind of like got a hand on the end of it. So there, the debate is what exactly that is. It could be Stark Tech or not, but it just seems to me like you've got too many guys, unknown actors that we know they're in the movie that aren't specified yet. I think they're holding that back, and I do think we're going to see our six. So then, so if Sony runs, if Sony runs with that ball or not, is to be determined. Right. I mean, and I think they should because that was what was next on their docket for. Garfield and kind of how they left the Amazing Spider-Man too. Well, and they kept even though they did away with Garfield, they were talking that they were still going to do the Sinister Six as they should. I think so. Uh, but somebody's vibrating. Your big bold prediction should be who are the six that they're going to choose. I'm going to go Vulture, Shocker, um, honestly, I would just. Because those two kind of really a brain ones. fart. Those Sorry. two are the obvious ones. I feel like. I mean, um, do you think they bring in Venom? No, no. Do you I think th- they I think... bring in one of the goblins. No, I think I think if anything, that'll be the next Spider-Man movie. Maybe. I thought you just said that you're gonna. So what you're saying is Sinister Six by a third movie? Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying that we'll see six. The sin- but they may not call it the Sinister Six, but we're going to... think we're going to get six bad guys yes. in this movie? Yes, I do. And I think they're all going to be using the same tech- base technology... That's a lot. That That's a lot. is going to, you know, allow them to do the different aspects of being the bad guy, like... It would allow them to develop six bad guys quickly. 
Yes. Here, here's this application. Here's this application. Here's like, this application. The shocker is going to use the same technology that they're using to rob the bank, and then vultures based on the same technology. And then I think that's probably why you get Tony Stark involved again at the end, and you get the money shot of them flying through the city together. So he comes in as the as his backup. Right. You know, just just when things look the bleakest, Tony's going to come in and save the day. And I wonder if now that I'm and sitting thinking about and it, kick ass. I wonder if it does turn out to be Stark Tech that the bad guys are using, and so then Tony feels even more responsible because he's like straight up, you don't do anything. Because I think I think what we see we see them in the car, and that's obviously right after Civil War happens because Tony still has the black eye. Yeah. Um. So that's right after Civil War happens. And then he gets bored, and he still he goes out there and fights crime or whatever. Tony may, you know, hey, you can't be doing that. Takes his suit away from him, and then that's why you get him back in his older suit, going up against some of these guys. Okay. Um, and then maybe he infiltrates what's going on, finds out what's up. Stark technology. Okay. And he has to go back to Tony. So. Anyway, I'm just saying we're probably going to get our six bad guys. Okay, I think that is very bold. I don't think that they're going to be that idiotic with it. Wow, idiotic, huh? <laughs> six, villains, six villains is a lot. I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm just saying that they're going to be there. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to fight them all, you know? They could pop up at the end or, you know, near the end or... That's what I... That's what I'm trying to get to with your prediction is it? You want, like, specific? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because it doesn't seem... Like, Shit, six man, is a know. lot. And I'm not saying, like, you need to name them. But I'm saying if they're going to be there, then he's got to fight them. I don't think not necessarily, no. Like, what would I don't think he has to fight them. I think, I think you just have to know that they're in that universe now. I don't know. That's I mean, look, this is not going to be the only Spider-Man movie. We're No, we've already got a con- confirmation for the second one in 2019. So we know for sure who Glover is. We no, don't. We don't. And that's what I'm saying is that so you have these actors. He's in like a red, white, and blue like, outfit. He's going to be a bad guy. Donald right. Glover's going to be a bad guy. Whoever that guy is next to him is going to be a bad guy. You have Vulture. There's three. You've got the Tinker, Shocker. which we know about. You have Shocker. There's five right there. So I, right? Would say, I would say Donald Glover. Drop Glover's Craven room. in, and you can. Oh, man. Boom. Balls. That would be fucking sweet. You, you, so looking at this, I've got this dialed down to where Donald Glover's standing there with the guy with the gun. And they are. You're not going to be able. To they're working anything. out of the back of a van, so it looks like. And this is and like nobody. So I think Donald Glover testing technology. He Donald Glover's obviously pulled this thing out of the van, given it to this guy to try out. So I just don't think that guy with the gun is going to be anybody. The guy with the beard, yeah, he's not anybody. But it does look like a funky looking hand. Huh. Yeah, he's one of Shocker's bad guys. Okay. You can tell by the coat. Okay. All right. Well, so, I think... <laughs> so, favorite part of the trailer for each of you guys? Uh, I'm just saying there are six dudes listed on IMBD that do not have a character name next to... Well, I'm sorry. There's there's four dudes listed on IMBD that do not have names next to them. Okay. You know? So... We'll All right. see. So, favorite uh, part of the trailer? Let's move this thing on. I think, it, I mean, obviously, like, the cross-culture where his no, friend... No, that's mine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, that is a good spot. Uh, I'll say my favorite one is where his friend is standing, sitting there with 
the Lego Death Star. And, uh, and there's a ton go, of Star Wars in this movie. And yeah. sees him drop it. You know, it shatters into the billion pieces it is. And then it's so then I guess like my favorite would got to be the jumping off of the Washington. Yeah, monument. And you see the, the spider, spider wings, the web wings. Because the the whole Staten Island ferry keeping that together seemed like seems like overused yeah. footage. Did you see that <laughs> meme that somebody put up? Uh-uh. It's like respect the past, and it was a picture of Tobey Maguire all stretched out in front of the train. That's what I was, yeah. It was like mindful of the future, and it's him stretched in between the Staten Island well, ferry it's like being he, split apart. You know, and then in Civil War we get you know fucking Chris Evans just beast moding that well, helicopter. I, I think in every Spider-Man in the comics, you know that's that's kind of that. That quintessential. This is how much strength this kid really has. Yeah. Right. You got to yeah. see that moment where he's he is like Hulk like strong. You but, know. I mean, there's got to be another way to get that across. Well, that's a pretty good way. Uh, it almost it's very Christ like in nature. Well, the with the first one, the first Raimi movie was the very first trailer was him in between the two twin towers. Oh, right. They holding had to cut that. Holding it and again, they, they, you know, they cut that because of 9-11. And that's but, how he caught somebody in it. Like, he right. put the web between the yeah. two. He wasn't right. keeping them together. But he was stretched out in between them, yeah. is my point. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it, and we're going to be excited. That's July... July 7th, 2017. We're going to have a big year, boys. Yeah, we've got so three we're, we're Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> Unless we can get right. some sponsors to pay us or, to pay us to go see it. <laughs> Moving on to movie uh, news, um, right. where we all kind of pick a topic and, and bring it to light. Mine this week is Han punches Gosling. You always have these very cryptic movie news weeks. So this uh, past week, filming uh, um, Blade, Blade Runner, Runner twenty forty nine. Is that what they're calling it officially? Yes. They, uh, uh, Deckard takes, they're filming a fighting scene, and Deckard misses and hits Gosling in the face. <laughs> well, it, you know, you're supposed to miss when you're pulling a punch. Right. He yeah. actually slugs him. Funny in and of itself, but then it goes on. They bring, someone rushes a bucket of ice over, and ice packs to give to Ryan to, to put on his face, and Harrison pushes him out of the way and puts his hand in it. <laughs> Everyone gets a good laugh. Next day, Gosling says to him, he says, or later on that day, I guess, he says to him, you know, where do you get your sense of humor? From your, your mom or your side of the family or your dad's? And he goes, from Sears. <laughs> Just more good Harrison Ford stuff. So finally, to cap it off, next day, they're coming in, getting ready to go shoot, you know, getting ready for shooting. Han comes in with a, a bottle, a nice bottle of scotch. Comes up to the Ryan Gosling sitting in his uh, dressing room, presents it, pulls a glass out of his pocket, sets it down on his counter, pours him out a, a drink, and walks off, takes the bottle with him. <laughs> Just nice. gives him one. <laughs> so I guess the director rushed up and said, Listen, you know. You just got hit by, you know, Indiana Jones. Han Solo. How could it be? What could be better than that? I, 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 so apparently Gosling said, you know, he, he still still got it. So Good. <laughs> I had heard that they are not going to address the Deckard question in the movie. Oh, mm. there's no fucking way they make this movie. They, they keep going back and forth about that they're going to reveal whether or not it is or not. And Harrison does not have that much time left here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brandon, what are you talking about? 
What's piqued uh, your interest this week? Well, I I got some DC news. Uh, we posted earlier in the week that uh, Patrick Wilson is going to be joining Aquaman as Orm, or as others may know him as Ocean Master. Um, so I think that uh, was a stellar announcement. I really I thought like we were going to get Black Mana. Uh, we are, but Orm would be technically building up for a later movie from what I would guess that they're doing. Because Orm is his half-brother? Yeah, there's some relation there, and I was going to yeah. talk to you about that, because I know how. He's a bit, uh, I mean, it's, he's a bit obscure. It doesn't come up that often. I'm pretty he sure he's his half-brother. He was big in the New 52 as, like, the Justice League's first. Which I did come uh, up. Half-brother uh, of Jason Momoa's King of the Atlantis. Orm is also better known as Ocean Master. The film is rumored to have several antagonists, with Ocean Master slated to be the oh, main one. Oh, yeah, I remember one. him now. Yeah. I had to see his... Uh... And it was recently pushed back a few months, and months. now will open October 2018. He's so... the one that, doesn't he take the Triton from him for a while? He does. He tries to take over yeah. the Well, yeah, because kingdom. he's, you know, he's got a throne claim. very Loki Thor story-like. Yeah. Uh, but Patrick Wilson's going to be playing him, and I really well, dig him. He can't get away from Zack Snyder's world. Uh, yeah, well, and if that's the case, where does Jackie Healy fall in, and how do we get him? <laughs> I told you what he's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the bigger news came out today. Uh, that David Ayer, uh, David Ayer confirmed that he is going to be directing the Harley Quinn spinoff movie. Really? Uh, Margot will be returning uh, to play Harley. But they're going to call their movie Gotham City Sirens. Hmm. Um, and it's going to incorporate, I guess, some of Gotham's best female characters, good and bad. So we're going to get Catwoman? Catwoman, Catwoman Poison Ivy, Batgirl potentially. Uh, you know, we could get the Birds of Prey. So basically it's going to be a grown-up version of Gotham. Potentially. <laughs> uh, I'm actually kind of amazed Warner Brothers didn't kick his ass out. It's not his fault lot. that they pull... I like vi- Warner Brothers fucked that movie. David Ayer did not fuck that I, movie. I understand, but I mean, he... You know, at first he was like, no, no, this is my cut, this is my cut. And then he was like, yeah, they fucked me over. Yeah, because they so. went and did all those reshoots after the fact. Because they were like, oh, well, it's not funny enough, and everything's so dark on DC side. And it's like, no, I, I have a good movie for you. And then you let guys that cut the fucking trailer cut the movie. So, I don't think it, it was not David Ayer's fault. That dude has done nothing but spin gold. Ish. What movie of his did you not like? I don't know, I'm just saying, you know, he's not he's not on that upper plateau for me just yet. Okay. You well. know. I've enjoyed uh, most of the, every, almost everything that he's done, but I mean to me I think if Suicide Squad's not his fault, then it definitely falls right on the studio. Yeah. Him and the studio had, you know, unofficial words about it, so usually that does not bode well for one. Yeah. Well. You know, just ask uh, Tim Miller. <laughs> So, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that though. That should be cool because I I like the potential of us getting Black Canary in the DCU, uh, Batgirl in the DCU, other female superheroes outside of the obvious Wonder Woman. Yeah, for sure. Ted, what about you? Do you figure out anything this week? Yeah, we uh, got the big old uh, first. Well, not the first, but the Golden Globe Awards. uh, The nominations were announced. Uh, pretty. I don't want to say pretty standard. There's a couple of them that um, kind of smaller movies are getting a lot of love this year. 
But the one that I really want to highlight is the fact that uh, Deadpool was nominated for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And then Ryan Reynolds was also nominated for Best Actor in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. I think that's... I, I think that's just outstanding. You have a rated R comedy, comic superhero, book. comic book movie, find, you know, getting love. And, and delight, rightfully so. I mean, I that think, movie hits yeah. it on all marks, and I think that's what makes it scary for everybody here in Tim... Miller leaving, but yeah, and he did come back out. Uh, this is the other thing. Um, he finally started to try to tell his side of the story uh, this week, and the whole money being thrown at the movie issue was more the other side than his side, is what he's saying. So I don't know, but anyway, I, I do still contend that Deadpool two's in pretty good shape. So oh, I don't think yeah, yeah, uh, but I do. I think it's interesting, and he got. He was named as the Entertainer of the Year for um, the Critics' Choice Awards, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, dude, that guy owns social media. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, he he's having a pretty good year. Yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds is literally, <laughs> bad. literally the only person having a good 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, real quick, um, drama, we got Hacksaw Ridge, uh, Mel Gibson's. Return, uh, Hell or High Water, which I talked about and yeah. saw. Lion, which I haven't seen much about. Manchester by the Sea, which is a Casey Affleck movie. I looks saw the trailer for so it. So heavy. And then a movie called Moonlight. Uh, then we get, for musical comedy, we got 20th Century Woman, which is uh, Nett Benning and um, oh, the dude that she did, uh, Kids Are Alright, I believe. Mark Ruffalo? Her director? No, no, the, the director. Okay. Uh, then you got Deadpool, Florence Foster Jenkins, which seems to be the automatic... Uh... Oh, crap. Uh... <laughs> Her name. Ah, shit. Wow. No, uh, uh fuck. <laughs> Give me another movie. Again, who, who's... Ah, uh, shut up! Um... <laughs> uh... <laughs> She's been nominated more than anybody. <coughs> Meryl Streep. Thank you, fucking Jeez. Christ. God, brain fart. Uh, La La Land, La La Land, which I uh, saw last night, and then something called Sing Street. So those are the ten, and I've got some movies to go see before yeah. I feel like I can actually uh, make an opinion. Um, but, Brian, you'll feel good. Amy Adams was nominated for Drama for Arrival. Nice. <laughs> saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um but uh yeah it's gonna be interesting a lot of stuff out there so um we kind of did our box office leaders yeah, already so moving into television done with movies. Uh, go to tv kind of beat movies to death this week yeah <laughs> so that's okay because we don't have a lot of tv this week right yeah. there's Everybody's, no gotham we're in high no gotham seven, so. no supergirl we so. did get the flash but we talked about that last so week the, yeah the cw wrapped up a couple of uh shows for hiatus this week we got what uh Arrow. Legends and Arrow, right? Yep. Yeah. So what do we see in Arrow? So Oliver making yet again another terrible mistake of moving back to yeah, let's kill people. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Where did? Well, yeah. Because uh, we got we got more. Prometheus is really it went through a lot of setup there to really reel him in on that one. Killed yeah. like. As many people as Arrow ever did in one uh, well, setting, I mean, right? it was like, and we did an absolute flashback of like season two when Ollie killed all of, or killed everybody that was dead in this episode. Ollie killed in that exact same way in season two. Oh well, yeah, they, and flash they did back the flashback and, and forth. So, so, so it's Prometheus like, killed. 
all those same same, same amount of people, people in the exact same them way. them the exact same way. So obviously somebody who was around and saw all that. Yeah, and so we get like a hint as to who it might be, but we still don't honestly know. So we're thinking sure. maybe it's the son of uh, the drug dealer. The, well, the drug manufacturer, not really dealer. Yeah, whatever. They still deal. <laughs> yeah, the legit drug dealer. Well, yeah, <laughs> um, but arrow or you know. Green Arrow launches three arrows into yeah, what he, he believes is Prometheus, and totally, it out to totally be set up and killed Felicity's his, fucking boyfriend. Yeah, which she took better than I thought, but uh, about the way I thought she would. I think that's gonna definitely yeah. manifest itself later in the season. Yeah, but I mean, you know, he 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 went there to kill him. They all said he needed to go kill him. And he set him up. I mean he had a microphone on him. He, he, I mean Anybody else in the right mind would have shot the arrow too. Yeah, maybe very... not three of them, but and I like the the weak thing is that I think they did that exact same thing in Scream Three, where the killer. Oh it, yeah, somebody. it's come up in several yeah. other things where it, it, it's happened over and over. You know that that's something that's played out a few different times in different storylines and different things. But uh, when you when you kind of stage the guy, you want oh it happened in like what was a oh the movie with a. Right, know where they they put the hostage in the 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 bad guy's costume when they're trying to leave the 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 bank robbery oh, or whatever. You know. Man. Yeah, you know it yeah. happens quite a few times like that. So, uh, but we also did find out the Artemis has been selling all the information to Prometheus. Right, Artemis is on the which brings up an original storyline with Artemis. Right, doesn't she in the comics kind of play on the ba- at least in Teen Titans? Yeah, well, no, in. Uh, in Young Justice, Young Justice she's yeah. set up. She's set up by the Justice League to go in because her right. So she goes deep, deep, deep undercover. That's right to find Aqualad and get him yeah. to come back. I'm going back to rewatching all that. Uh, I have to. Yeah, so before good. the third season comes out again because it was really good. So good. Uh, so but that, yeah, so and that so, was a good. So that's kind of where we got left out. And uh, oh, uh, who is it? Uh, it's not. Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific's his, getting a divorce. Yeah, his husband finds out that he's actually Mr. Terrific and for some reason would not want to keep sleeping with a superhero. Oh, well, he just can't stand the idea he's put himself in danger. And, well, you know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, it was a solid episode, I thought. Uh, yeah. Oh, and fucking Laurel Lance is somehow back. Yeah, know? I meant that, I was going to call you that he, night, yeah. I forgot. Because you're like, call me when, it gets, when you get done with this, and... And the funny thing what was, the is the, is that? yeah, so this Monday, uh, Stephen Amell is another one of my favorite social media uh, people to follow, and he does a meme Monday, Yeah. and somebody posted the picture of Laurel, and uh-huh. like then it's like a picture of, you know, uh, Oliver looking at her, and then on the bottom is a picture of Grant Gustin, like, risky businessing his sunglasses, <laughs> and it says... Flashpoint, you're welcome. And I was like, no, that can't fucking be it. I they, think I think it's talked set up. about I her think, being dead. I felt like it went more into he's he's in a dream. It's gotta be right. Yeah, I, there was something about that where I think if you watch it again, it seems like he may be just in it. He, he's falling asleep at the desk type of thing. And, I hope to God. And she's gonna have some big heart to heart with him. And I was just I, I got. <sighs> he's gonna come back feeling better about killing his yeah. ex girlfriend's boyfriend. <laughs> 
I was just, I, I'm such a... You know, he took that harder than he usually does when he kills people. Oh, well, I think it was just because it was a total accident. He didn't understand yeah. what actually happened. Right. He feels like he should have. He, he was very much in shock, and everybody seemed to be supportive of it. But, but I'm just, I am such a big Green Arrow, Black Canary fan, and I just did not like Laurel Lance well, at all. Yeah, I would have rather Sarah yeah. stayed the Black yeah. Canary. But whatever, if they decide to bring her back, we'll deal with it. It'll be a hard bring back. I mean, it's gotta didn't be. they already? Uh, no, I don't think they'll go there again. I hope not. I mean, if it's Flashpoint, it's either Flashpoint or it's Legends. Yeah. You know, with some sort of time anomaly, we got people effing with time on the CW side of things all over the place. So. And well, and that's you know that's the thing that pisses me off about this is that I feel like Legends get to do like whatever the fuck they want with time. But then, like, everybody just shits on Barry Allen. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, I can't believe that you did that. And it's like, well, we have an entire show dedicated to people going back in time and messing with things. But it's okay on their show. Right, right. So, but speaking of Legends, we also got their mid-season finale this week. And, um, uh, had an interesting ending. Let's see pretty much what we do. We went through and... How does it start out? We're starting to see a performance of the Legion of Doom because they brought right. in Michael or uh, Malcolm Merlin because they went back to the twenties with Al Capone, which was fun. Right, uh, that was that's definitely cool. one of my favorite decades to go back to. Uh, but it's it's about my least favorite possible combination of Legion of Doom. Oh well, I mean, and it's not. Yeah, I mean, one, it's a CW Legion of Doom. Yeah. So the only way they could really make it better is getting Grodd. Yeah, they got to bring Grodd back in, and, you know, you got Reverse Flash, but we got, you know, these other guys, these magical ones that are, you know... Damien Dark, I hate, just because I hate Neil McDonald. (laughs) I do not like him as an actor. His face just pisses me off. And, uh... Yeah, and and Malcolm Merlin, I can't stand him. I don't mind him Wasn't he, uh, dum-dum? He was, dum-dum Duggan, but I still, that doesn't make me like him anymore. (laughs) So yeah, he's he's uh, it'll be interesting. It, it was cool, but but we get to see you know Rip Hunter back again. He, oh yeah 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 yeah, and with an English accent that uh, uh, directing or not I mean not an directing English, a seventies movie or or sixties seventies movie based on Rip or Rip's based life. on Rip Hunter's <laughs> life. Yeah, so something's happened somewhere along in the timeline. Oh, yeah. this is his dad or a granddad Some, or something. Yeah. You know, it's going to be one of those things. But I just want Rip back. We do get him back in some sense. But, uh, yeah, a lot of setup for what's coming, I mean, coming, it's a mid-season finale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like a whole lot of things happened. They, they did get possession of the ambulant. The ambulant. Yeah. The ambulant. Ambulant. So, should be good. I think, uh, you know, February, end of January, February will be some good episodes this first couple yeah so i think we're, we're looking for a good second half of the season from from all those shows it looks like yeah i think supergirl's turn to hit a stride so we will see Girl's doing great and then uh, agents of shield this week uh, it's gonna time. be you and ted I mid-season was not able to finale catch up. ted did you get a good look at that we did and uh, it kind of seemed like uh, they're i don't know if they're officially putting ghost rider to bed but um well i think Uncle Eli was building a uh, a bigger box than what the smaller boxes were that they used to go to the other dimension. And he basically got to the point where he thought he was creating matter, but come to find out he was pulling matter from Another the other dimension. dimension. Right. And he got to the point where he was... The quantum realm. Oh. 
He was he was pulling uh, plutonium and basically built a nuclear bomb that they try to set off or try to prevent. And so uh, Yo-Yo, Quake, and Ghost Rider go in with uh, Coulson. And well, he was stepping up his game. Like it wasn't just the plutonium thing. The plutonium thing, I think he did as a sail face or a failsafe. If they came in and tried to stop him, that thing was going to go off. Right. So that was going to be what they had to stop before they can get to him. They had to get to him and stop this this failsafe from going off. What I think the thing was, he was he's trying to create something else. He that, was trying to create life. That, that, yeah, he wants to go for life because right. he, he developed water. Yeah, you know, which was he said his first step to that. Yeah. And, um. So. Uh, so is he trying to resurrect? <clears throat> A lost love or something ultimately mm, I, I can't remember maybe. his full backstory on that yeah one. I think he did have somebody that he was going after but uh, Ghost Rider goes in there to try to stop him and he basically pulls carbon out of nowhere and he's got him uh, with these shards of carbon coming through him that's keeping him in place and, yeah he's and like he impaled with it he can't change and- he can't change because of the box that he's in and um and then I forget the guy's name, but the guy who developed the android, they are doing the same thing they did in the last episode, but they're doing it down below where Eli and Ghost Rider's mm-hmm. at, where she's building that interdimensional thing. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that was pretty cool. Um, and then they, they pull that off, and uh, basically it gets to the point where Robbie takes his Uncle Eli with him into the next dimension, and it's just kind of like poof. I think I've seen some things where it's Agents of Shield with a new subtitle for next for the second half of the season. Right, so that's I what we were talking about earlier. That's that life model, L- AT, LMD, LM, ATL or no, it's it's LMD. Definitely LM, LM something. I think life. it's either LDM or LMD. I think it's LMD, life model decoy is or something is what they're right, calling so the, her the new story arc that's coming. Obviously, right. And I read where they're going that this season they're doing three arcs. Oh, really? And Ghost Rider was the first, and then this next one is going to be the second, and obviously uh, the one after that. So we see that kind of getting set off with the the new android. Right, and then we kind of got like the big dun-dun-dun moment after everybody's happy and having a beer and all that. So she kills a couple people. Yeah, she kills a couple people. And uh, throws May in the closet. Well, that's the thing is that we don't know which May. Because May has been running around with Coulson this whole time, and they open their 40-year-old bottle of scotch, and then you see the android lady uh, doing something, or somebody's cleaning, one of the the, uh, no-name agents is cleaning up, and the closet door opens, and he goes over and looks, and you see, like, May's body laying there, and then android lady comes up and does him in and so it's all like duh, 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 duh. well the maid that was in the closet was definitely bleeding from her head she big right yeah she so got led to believe that's the human may and right there's another one and you would think the third story arc of the season would have to lead into inhumans because we're getting that uh, maybe that would make the most sense yeah i mean we got daisy back on board and we'll probably start building back towards that again now that that's back in line yeah, uh, LMD, Life Model Decoy. That's what that's what it's going to be in the next arc, and that's what it's going to be called. So, yeah. and so what was up? And I, I don't know what the third uh, one's going to be. I did see the new director got like a super suit. 
or something. Well, oh, he's, yeah. he's so, inhuman. Yeah. And he basically has strong or uh, super strength, and he can't he can't be uh, harmed. Well, he's the patriot. Pa- yeah, thank you. So he he's the patriot. So he's he's one of the guy. And I looked this up a little bit, did some research on. He's, he's one of the actually, people that eventually becomes Captain America. Right. Right. Yeah. So he takes over as Captain America at one point. So he gets a very patriotic looking esque uh, shield uniform. Cool. And he's definitely the the face of Shield in in terms of the public. And he's really spinning the media to their it, it very very clever way to, to keep Shield on the on the upper end. And okay. He's in it, a good role. He comes out at the end and he's like, Quake has been working with us the whole time, and we've been doing this and that. I yeah. mean, he's he's a very good PR guy, and he does get his he gets a suit and he does take a couple of swings at some bad guys and puts himself out there a little bit. So very cool. good to Did see. We get any more with the. Uh with homeboy and human that's like been in his cocoon for six months no but everybody knows about it now but, but he was like halfway out he got his face before. exposed and that's it yeah that's, he didn't fully come out no they haven't addressed it since yeah so. they haven't talked about it and, and neither is what's her name uh fitz fitz hasn't said her simmons simmons haven't said a peep about this but i don't know we really saw her a lot this episode no she her and simmons kind of took a back seat but they did talk about it, and it's one of those things where Coulson talked to uh, the director about it, and then they talked to them about it, and so everybody knows that the senator used her because he he gave her uh, the director gave the senator Simmons so that they could figure some stuff out so he could get some information from her as well. So it was kind of like he used her as a you know pawn to get right stuff going. So all right, well before we get out of the, the television segment here. It is Christmas time, and it's that time of year, so I got something I gotta get here real quick. Oh boy. Uh-oh, he's going full Oprah. Uh, while he's getting that, um, we are, as everybody is on hiatus now, uh, we have decided that we are gonna go a little bit more into other television shows. Yep. Uh, so, upcoming Hopefully weeks, you will uh, finish uh, Luke Cage. I will finish Luke Cage, so we'll go into the Netflix family. Uh, we've got Westworld to talk about. Yes, we do. Uh, we could even dip into The Walking Dead a little bit. I know Brian doesn't hasn't kept up with that, but Ted and I are on a weekly basis with that. So we'll feature each one of those series in total over the well, next few weeks. Yeah, yeah while like we're all on about. hiatus. All right, so I'm... I'm uh, I'm friendly with our local CW station here in town, and Uh-oh. I uh, went in there the other day and was able to get some uh, some nice CW. Uh, Did you get some merch. Merch for to share with the boys here, so he can have that. I, I you gave me that. You for got Christmas. this one already, so I got a we got a CW Flash hat here for uh-huh. Ted. We're gonna nice. check channel. We're gonna be thanking Wish TV Channel Eight, our friends there. Um, See, I think Ted needs the Barry Allen poster. Yep. So oh, yeah. On the back, we already got one of those for Brennan before, but I got this one for Brennan. Yes. Nice. He gets a nice CW uh, Supergirl Super poster. It's not autographed. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. So, here you go. Go long. We'll get you a little arrow. Oh, nerf. Uh, arrow nerf. And the arrow. I'm betting this is uh, going to go for me. I get the Flash t-shirt. I got that oh, one. Oh, nice. I like that color. Um, oh, nice. What is that, season one? Two? Season two. Should we get this to Ted? I think so. Yeah. I've, I've seen season two. Have you? Yeah. Well, we, might just, we might put this into our, our communal 
library. We got the complete uh, second season of The Flash on DVD. Nice. So dope. Semi-looking box set. And then looks like uh, a few uh, temporary tattoos here, even. Tatted up. Supergirl for you. There's some CW tattoos. The Flash. I'll give you Flash. I'm keeping Supergirl. Nice. This is going on my forehead. So thanks, guys, at Channel 8. Um... I'll keep the pen too. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you, Brian. Thank, thank you, you uh, Channel Eight, CW, for the uh, love. But this, then, this uh, isn't like any kind of official sponsorship or nothing. So. No, 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 just a little CW love. There and we then, go. Uh, I got a little gift I made up for you guys. Okay. Uh-oh. In honor of our podcast. Oh. Oh, this is even getting more opery. What? Let me turn those over. And what? <laughs> oh, uh, we now have official Nerd Speak t- stickers. Awesome. Sweet. We'll be sending some of these out to our uh, Patreon members. You know, so if you want to contribute, get over to our Patreon page. Hell uh, yeah! Link there at NerdSpeak cool. one. Dang, and bro! How many of these do you get? We got enough that we can go out and do some guerrilla marketing. <laughs> Going plaster so, the town. That's so awesome. That is hilarious. Thank so, you. Uh, be on the lookouts for those. There is that. All right. So Very how are we gonna finish this up? We got our uh, final well, question. Speak. Well, no. I was gonna say, speaking of uh, merchandise here, oh, we merchandise, could do a yeah. little shameless plugging for the boys for Christmas time. So Ted, uh, anything you looking forward to maybe getting under the tree this year? Um, I. I, I I really like to get the uh, Yellow Submarine Lego set as much as you don't want. As much as you don't like it, I do. Um, bricks, man. Whatever. You guys can suck it. Um, I need Chewbacca and BB-8 to finish out my Star Wars The First Line of Pops. Oh, from Episode 7? Yeah, from Episode 7, that first line of Pops. And then uh, I want to get the Skeletor to go around with my He-Man pop. Oh, the... Oh. Yeah, I've only got the He-Man pop. I figured it'd be good to get the Skeletor one. I think there's one more. I'm not positive, but I mean, Brainy's gonna kill me no matter what I do because there's not enough room in here for any more shit. Late late breaking entertainment news just just came across the wire. Actor Alan Thicke has died at age 69. What? Hashtag suck it 2016. Alan Thicke. Alan Thicke. Thicke. America's dad. He would live for a very very long time. <coughs> growing pains, right? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Growing? Yeah. Growing yeah, pains. Growing yeah. pains. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Seavers. Leonardo DiCaprio. Growing Very pains. Young. Yeah. Dies Leonardo at sixty-nine. We're gonna have to. Uh, I just saw this, and we haven't. We keep talking about, it, but we haven't Heart talked attack. about it on the podcast that we're gonna do a Comic Con. We are, yeah, and uh, actually, good. Get point. into that, and once we get more guests and stuff, but. Um, I don't know if you know Brian, but Charlie Cox is coming, so that's going to be huge. And that is the merchandise that I would like to uh, plug oh, for the family out there. Yeah, uh, that's called I a see- that's called a segue. Sorry, segue. Uh, <laughs> I did find there out was a today because I went that to connected back with a segue, so yeah. it all worked out. Uh, yeah, Charlie Cox is coming to Indianapolis Comic Con. Uh, so what does so- that mean you want? 
that means the one I like obviously Charlie Cox anything. I did find out that autographs and pictures are sixty bucks a piece. What? Yeah. Um so but I'm looking for that. And this is plus. Daredevil, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah out the Marvel's show. Out of the Netflix series. Uh, I'm specifically looking for the black suit Daredevil. Because I thought that was so badass. Pop or the pop, yeah, yeah. Because all the ones I get from Comic Con are pops. pops. Yeah, I'd like to get a. I'd like to do get that just to get it signed. Uh, I just uh, want to be in that dude's presence. He's yeah. such a badass. They're they're, they're kind of coming with it this year, so a little but, bit. But we'll do we'll do a Comic Con specific episode. Yeah, so. for sure. All right, Brian. Anything you looking for under the tree or in the well, stocking? Well, I think if. Uh, Oh, there's always stuff, but I can never think of it when I need to. But if I go Lego, two things I really want. I want the sand crawler because okay. the only because I've you know I'm a collector of Star Wars. I do love Lego, so we made an early conscious decision that for the most part we would collect Lego sets relative to Tatooine. Okay. In hopes that we would build out Tatooine. Did and you get the droid crash yet? Yeah, I okay. got that. I got both the old one and the new one. Oh, nice. There was two of them. So we we're I think I'm down to just a sandcrawler, which is you know next to Death Star expensive, but you better get on the ball for that because I'm pretty it's, sure it's that's being, it's retired. Being retired, yeah, yeah, this year. So I gotta get that, and then I really want the Batman sixty six. Batcave. Uh, Batcave. Uh, it's so bad. That's like 250 bucks. So yeah. stupid. But you know what? It's, it's worth it to so get the Batcopter and the Batmobile. And the Batboat. And, the bat and, and all the minifigs. And you yeah. get the Shakespeare bust. Yeah, you Come get the on. Shakespeare bust. You get, well, yeah. you get like, uh, you get Dick and Bruce, regular clothes. You get Batman and Robin. You get Penguin, Alfred, Riddler, yeah. Alfred, Mr. Freeze. Definitely, definitely, definitely want that I wish you were getting Eartha Kit, but I think you get Julie Newmar. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> we'll see. But those, that's on my Lego list. From there, you know, I don't know. Um, world peace is always. Oh, jeez. What's this about uh, a helmet? Terry keeps asking me about a helmet. Next to uh, next to uh, okay. Podcast. Gotcha. All right, let's. Uh, we're gonna close this out. And uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie, and why isn't it Die Hard, Brendan? Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, so I don't really have to answer that. It's got to either be that or uh, Gremlins. And I like the ones that aren't so in-your-face Christmas. Yeah, just have that Christmas undertone. Yeah. It takes place during, during the same season. time but it's like, But it's like if you think about it, like they're getting to the real core values of Christmas. Right. Don't get you know, things like, wet. Don't get things wet. Make sure you have a machine gun. Wear your shoes at all times. Don't eat after midnight. <laughs> Wife beaters aren't the best thing in the snow. You know? Always okay. make friends with Carl. Never take your shoes off. Um, I'm going Lethal Weapon. Really? Yeah. How's yeah. that? It takes place during Christmas time. I know. I mean, it's an indirect. And, I mean, come on. It, like, sets up so much. I mean, it was like a... You mean, like, three other movies? Well, no, not just that, but it was almost a cornerstone movie for that genre, in a way. So, and plus gives us Shane Black to a certain degree. Yeah. So, and he's been doing some all right stuff. I think that might have been the first DVD I bought. Was Lethal Weapon 4 or Lethal Lethal Weapon Weapon 1? I can't remember. I think that might have been one of the first. Really? Not the first. And plus you get Clapton doing the soundtrack, so. Yeah. Fuck all that. Yeah. You can't, you can't, uh, can't go wrong with that stuff, so. Brian, where are your eyes during the holidays? Well, I gotta go. You know, there there's two that go heart 
and, you know, left and right-handed on this one. Because okay. the, I can't have one without the other almost. And we actually watch them at work through the last two weeks leading up to Christmas, pretty much one than the other. And that's a Christmas story. That was the popular one on Facebook yeah, today. Yeah. And then go, uh, go Christmas Vacation. Okay. Yeah, yeah Christmas Vacation's up there, too. Shitter's full. Yeah. One of the funniest movies in a long, long time. It is a good one. We, uh, wifey and I, we always do uh, Love Actually on Christmas Eve. Such a good movie. And we do the, uh, we'll do a pajama ex- Christmas PJs exchange that night. So. God, you guys are oh, guys, You have these little traditions. Seriously. Yeah. Just, just uh, some of the more popular responses we got on Facebook, which was pretty good because we got a lot of uh, got a lot of replies on this one. Yeah, Elf, Home Alone, Christmas Story, obviously, uh, Christmas Vacation, um, the Santa Claus. That's the the Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Allen. Okay, uh, the Ref, which I gotta agree with uh, uh, Megan Dolly. Megan Dolly. Yeah, the Ref is uh, probably one of my favorites. She came out of left field with two ones that I hadn't thought about in a while. Yeah, yeah. And when I read it, I was just like, God damn it, you're right on point. <laughs> she knows what she's the talking ref. about. Dennis Leary, Kevin, very young Kevin Spacey, Leary, Evan, and Leary, Evan. Um, oh, what's her freaking name? Um, I'm not gonna worry about it. This one. Oh, I remember. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, May came with the Christmas story. Um, friend of ours, Leif, he said, A Child's Christmas in Wales, because it's based on a short story by Dylan Thomas and Denholm Elliott, who is Marcus Brody in the Indiana Jones movies. So that's kind of like a totally left field, but yeah. I'll take it, you yeah. know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, How obscure. And then uh, we, got, uh, we got some love from upstate New York with Phil and Fran. Uh, <laughs> Fran says Die Hard is a fave Which happens to be set at Christmas <laughs> yippee ki to you <laughs> uh, My fave is a really old one Called The Bishop's Wife With David Niven Loretta Young And Carrie Grant Which They did she with uh, uh, Whitney and uh, Denzel oh, Preacher's so, Wife So yeah Preacher's Wife So um, But there you go I Big think one I was surprised That didn't come up Was uh, Either Edward Scissorhands For the indirect effect is that really Christmas time or just winter? Yeah, no, that's Christmas time. When he does, oh my God, when he does the Ice Angel, like one of the most beautiful scenes ever filmed. That's it's hard to Christmas it's hard time. to think about it being Christmas time because they're in like Southern California, right? Right, so right it's, yeah. It's hard, to but think uh, the big well, one was Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, he said. I, I thought that was gonna be no, your because most people know pick. better, huh? I thought that was gonna be your pick. I, I mean, it is. Uh, it's definitely third place, but. I said that's because most people know better. All right. That's all right. Let's wrap it, boys. <laughs> get We've been at this for a while. Yeah, we're doing all right. Okay. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, where can you get us on uh, on the social medias, Brendan? You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at nerdspeak underscore. Um, and as well, if you wish to have us discuss something in our versus section, make sure you use the hashtag nerdverses. That's nerdvs. Uh, as well, if you felt like we were wrong in our deciphering of Spider-Man villains, use that same hashtag so we can see your responses and so we can reply to you as well. And we're doing nerd versus, not nerd speak versus. Not nerd speak versus. Nerd versus. Nerd versus. N-E-R-D-V-S. And Brian, if somebody feels so inclined to give us money, where do they do that at? Well, you can go to our Patreon page, which is you know patreon.com backslash nerdspeak, or directly through our website, www.nerdspeak.one. Because we're number one. Because we're number one. Dot O-N-E. Dot O-N-E, right? yes. 
Alright, and then just on our slate, we're uh, going to do Rogue One story, uh, Star Wars story. We're going to do a special like we did with Doctor Strange. Yeah, we're going to do a before and after. Uh, and so we'll post after we see the movie because we've got yep. tickets for the 10 o'clock showing on Thursday. Thursday night. Yep. See you there. So we will be at the State Museum watching that beautiful thing go down. <laughs> and I think that does it. I think that's it for this week. All right. Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you have a good one. See you next week.